Hello, welcome back to the Digital Wellbeing Podcast. I'm Jace Bauer. My value for freedom and simplicity brought me to the topic of digital well-being, and I decided to make a podcast about it and talk about it with people. So um, welcome. Welcome to the conversation. Today, uh, I'm just going to kind of run through something really quickly. I'm not don't have a whole lot on my mind, but thinking recently about the way that social media platforms change the way that we think and uh, just the way that we actually behave. Um, in particular, the way that social media has changed our brains and the way that we think and the level that we think on, surface level versus deep thinking. Um, and for those of you who know me, I'm, I'm a huge deep thinker, probably sometimes deeper than, than I ought to be. Um, I like to overthink things and, and whatnot. But one thing that I've noticed with social media is, especially with some platforms, and I won't necessarily name names, but Twitter specifically, um, it's very short, obviously, right? Everyone kind of is familiar with the 140 character tweet structure on Twitter. And I don't have a personal Twitter account, um, never have, but I've used Twitter at work in the past uh, with some past uh, employee uh, employment. And so I wouldn't say I'm super familiar with Twitter in terms of using it on a day in a day out basis for my own personal uses, but I have, you know, several months, you know, of experience using Twitter on a, on a pretty regular basis for work. And, and so I have used the platform a little bit. And one thing that I've noticed about using Twitter is just how short everything is. And um, obviously that's the way it's set up to be. And that's kind of the, the way that Twitter was designed. Um, so you don't have long rambling posts like you do on Facebook or LinkedIn or even Instagram. Um, although I think there's, from my limited experience, probably less of a, of a bend towards that on Instagram. Um, but there's not this long rambly kind of post, um, for, for Twitter be because of the way it's designed. And, um, and I think in some ways, you know, that's, that's good. That's admirable. That's, um, probably very well intentioned. Um, the designers of Twitter probably <laughs> designed it that way for a reason and for a good reason. But I think that um, our as Twitter has become a bigger part of our culture, as social media in general has become a bigger part of our culture, um, it's changed the way that we do public dialogue, public discourse, and even just critical thinking. And I know we talked about this a little bit um, a couple weeks ago with, you know, how social media has impacted the the public discourse around cultural topics and issues and whatnot. But specifically in this episode, I just want to really briefly look at how social media, specifically platforms like Twitter, have changed the way that we think. We think in... Um, tweet sized, we think tweet sized thoughts, <laughs> um, put it that way. We are a culture that is driven by sound bites and by tweets and by 
um, you know, little shouts, shouts into into the the public square, which uh, is not a bad thing in and of itself. Uh, I think there's definitely times for uh, eloquence and being concise. I think the ability to take a complex idea and communicate it thoroughly yet simply is a mark of a great communicator. And Twitter offers the opportunity to learn how to do that, to be able to say, I'm going to communicate something that's nuanced and complex and I'm going to communicate it in a simplified way. Um, it, it definitely does wonders for being able to um, communicate concisely and yet at the same time thoroughly. And yet that requires some time and some effort and some energy, some editing energy to be able to understand how can I uh, communicate what I'm trying to say in as few words or characters as possible and yet still not miss anything that I'm saying. And I think, uh, well, that can be very helpful in, in helping us think critically about not only what we're trying to say, but how we're saying it and how we're communicating it. I think it, it also opens up the door to the temptation of not really caring whether or not we miss anything along the way, you know? So, so what I see as a good habit or a good, um, discipline of, you know, taking a, a complex thought, a nuanced thought and trying to communicate it in a simple way that, um, that concisely and yet thoroughly communicates what I'm trying to say. Uh, that's a, that's a good exercise in, communication and uh, specifically as a writer, you know, and, and a marketing writer at that, the whole idea of trying to get your message across in as few words as possible um, while still maintaining the core integrity of the message is a huge skill. It's a huge skill that um, copywriters and people in marketing um, really, really should, should exercise and practice. But it only works if you view it as a skill like that, that's, that's worth practicing. If you simply view it as, well, I want to communicate this and I'm going to use, you know, only 140 characters or less. And I don't really care to put the time into it to make sure that nothing gets lost. Then it simply becomes a quick detour to misunderstanding. Um, and misunderstanding is heightened, I think, on the internet, because unlike when you're in person with somebody, you can't read their facial expressions, you can't read their tone of voice, you can't read their body language. And so misunderstanding is, is already bound to happen. And when you constrict people's ability to communicate through the written word on, on the internet, I think that just magnifies the problem. So there's that issue of communication. There's also the issue, I think, with social media of, of us losing the ability to really sink our teeth into something and dig deep enough into it to really understand all the nuances and all the different angles. Um, Twitter is very much a tweet, tweet it out and 
send it and just kind of the algorithm continues to show us either what what gets the most engagement whether that's good or bad or whatever the the algorithm thinks we want to see uh to keep us on the platform longer and and whatnot and so i think we're beginning to see that um that our culture is moving away from long-form content um our culture is moving away from longer articles even books although i think there's there's still a huge market for books people still read books uh but obviously not quite as as much as they did in in decades past and i'm i'm not necessarily super upset about that in like a really luddite way of like oh you know people don't read books anymore boohoo the past is gone um you know i've struggled with with reading um consistently for for several years i'm just getting back into it now and and really enjoying being able to read every day but for the longest time i I didn't read a lot um it was it was hard to sit down and really concentrate and i think that's the problem is that we have such a short attention span in our culture that 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 our our twitter feed is the right it requires the right amount of attention <laughs> no more um and and we begin to we begin to get tired of of reading books and we can't can't focus and can't concentrate and i think the inability to concentrate on one idea for a long time is uh it's unhealthy it's unhelpful um i'm a i'm an idea guy i like to bounce from one idea to to the next and and that's fine but there's also certain themes that I'll stew on for, you know, a couple of days, a couple of weeks even, um, where there's a certain theme or an idea or some kind of kind of something run, rumbling around in my head. And, and it takes a couple of days or a couple of weeks to, to really get fleshed out and to, to really, um, you know, get fully developed. And I think there's there's something good about that. I like that about um, the way that I, that I think. And I think uh, the, the Twitter culture kind of is, is trending in the opposite direction, no pun intended. Um, it, it's trending, it's trending in the opposite direction. It's pushing us down this path in the opposite direction of, you know, don't think about something for a couple weeks. Don't muse on something for a really long time. For a couple days don't really dig into it don't really think about it for more than just a split second just take your first split second uh you know ideas first split second reaction and just go with that and obviously that's not a really great way to live it, it's reactive living um and and i think oftentimes we we rush on from one thing to the next too quickly without really taking the time to sink our teeth into it and um and understand what's really going on so you could i guess you could call this the rail on twitter episode um i don't necessarily mean for it to be that um but just a couple thoughts on social media twitter and um the way that it's it's changing the way that we think and communicate um i think you know nothing wrong with being on twitter uh for for sure this podcast is not meant to, to tell you what you can and cannot do 
online or with social media, you know, you have to quit this or quit that or whatever. That's not, not my goal. Um, so, you know, if you're on Twitter and you, you like it and, and you, it's bringing value to you, stay, stay on Twitter and continue to engage, uh, with content on the platform for sure. Um, I'd say, you know, if, if you find yourself, you know, going, yeah, you know what, I'm on Twitter a lot and, and I just don't really like the, the pace, the pace of ideas on Twitter where it's just so short and snappy and I don't really get time to, to really dig into something and, and seek to truly understand it, then maybe consider taking a break, maybe consider taking a break from social media and just, um, reading a book reading a book or um, reading a long form article online and, and really thinking about all the different, different ways, you know, think about a, a podcast or, you know, just consume some long form content, something that takes you less than, you know, takes you more than, um, you know, 15 seconds, 20 seconds to read um, and, and really think about it, really think about the different angles you could approach it from and the nuances that are there. Um, and whether or not you're on Twitter, whether or not you decide you want to stay on Twitter, whatever, you know, that whole uh, decision is up to you. But um, another, another thing that I think is, is good for digital well-being and well-being in general is just the ability to um, critically, you know, think critically and uh, con consume and engage with long form content, whether it be a book or um, a longer article online or a podcast or even just your own thoughts. And so I would encourage um, if, you know, if you're thinking about how do I foster this ability to think deeply and think critically um, more than just kind of the surface level tweet um, kind of culture and content that I'm used to, consider picking up a book and um, sticking with an author um, through one whole idea, as Brett McCracken said a couple, a um, few episodes ago when he was talking about wisdom, you know, reading books helps us become wise, not just in the content of the book, but in the sense that when you read a book, you have to really be focused and concentrate on what the author is saying, and it, it helps you build those critical thinking skills. So um, anyway, all that to say, if you're looking for more digital well-being tips, uh, you can subscribe to the Thursday tip emails that I send out every Thursday with a digital well-being tip. You can uh, subscribe on the digitalwellbeingpodcast.com um, and hit the subscribe button. And um, thank you for joining us for our conversation this week. And uh, we'll look forward to, uh, to the next conversation. Mm -hmm.